Welcome to the BYOK Live, where we discuss the trending stories, strangest dilemmas, and real life topics. Okay now, lovelies, let's get into some things. Hello, hello, hello. Forgot to hit the button. It is September 14th at 10.01 p.m. And this is another episode of Be Your Own Kind Two Cents live i don't know i have my <clears throat> excuse me i have a lot of my lip gloss with me today so i'm super super excited about that yeah so how was your why did i think that it was thursday all day today like i seriously thought it was thursday all day so my husband had to keep reminding me it's wednesday it's wednesday i don't know i just feel like it's a thursday i don't even know what it feels like for it to be a thursday but it just did feel like it was a Thursday. I don't know. I can't explain it. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to Be Your Own Kind. My name is Nita, and uh, I am your host, and I'm the owner of Be Your Own Kind, where we believe there's never an inopportune time for you to be yourself. And if you're here, while you're here <laughs> on YouTube, please be sure to subscribe. Please be sure to follow if you are on Twitch, and also be sure to follow me on all social media monikers sites sorry you know what let me explain i went to bed at like 2 a.m last night like i haven't been like a zombie like all day like seriously like all day been a zombie <laughs> so um i've just been trying to stay woke like i was supposed to take a nap but then my husband put on this movie from netflix called end of the road with Ludacris and queen latifah it was an interesting one it was an interesting one i'm going to write about it on my blog so yeah by the way, if you want to keep up with all the content, go to www.beyourownkind.com. Yeah, those are all of my, my little things to say. Um, so, yeah, so the movie was interesting. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be a thriller, action, comedy. I don't know, but it was kind of like all of that. It was all of that. And so I read the reviews before even watching the movie and it wasn't the best reviews, you know, but then like the beginning of it, it started kind of good. And then, I don't know, it, it got a little weird or whatever, but um, you check it out. It's End of the Road on Netflix. And if you've seen it, what did you think about that movie? Um, it was an interesting two hours. I will say that. I will say that. <laughs> so before we get into any topics, which, by the way, are super random, um, I just wanted to... Um, Excuse me. I just want to advertise the store. Did you know that BYOK had a store? Yes, we do. And it's just filled with like encouraging, encouraging things like journals and sticky notes and mugs. Um, this right here, the first thing you saw, there are affirmation, affirmation cards where you just read each day just to, I don't know, just to feel special. You know what I'm saying? It's um, Then it's this mug that I really, really love. Um, that I'm highlighting today because I only have one of them left. And it's an affirmation. Can you see it? You probably can with this light. But it's an affirmation look, mug. And it says, I am love. I am dreams. I am abundant. I am patient. I am awesome. I am creative. I am complete. I am enough. I am loved. I am generous. I am grateful. I am present. I am compassionate. I am alive. I matter. I am allowed. I am magic and I am worthy. So I love this affirmation mug. This is a nice $22, but if you use the code welcome, you'll get a special discount. So yeah, that's my little plug on that. <laughs> 
Also, I'm super excited. If you've been following me, you probably have seen that I've always been talking about like um, organization, having a schedule, not coming on when I feel like it, like being consistent because that's what everyone says. You got to be consistent, consistent, consistency, like just learning the art of consistency is 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 a task you know what i'm saying so um i'm really excited about it because i finally finally conjured up a schedule that i feel like is workable so if you've been listening to me all week and i've just been popping up hey and i've just been popping up on your your youtube or twitch or facebook you'll see that i've been on monday tuesday and wednesday this is the two the be your kind two cents um segment where I just talk about, I just see things online and we just talk about it. It's just topics. And if there's a topic that you want to discuss, reach me. You can reach me all types of ways. You can chat with me on the website at beyourownkind.com. Um, on any of my DMs, you can email me at info at beyourownkind.com. And I will talk about that topic. I'll research it and talk about that topic because that, that's what this is all about. Just talking and learning, you know, new perspectives and things of that sort. So anyway, so on Thursdays, which is tomorrow for real, um, <laughs> I have a mini soul that um, that usually airs on Thursday anyway. And I'm going to do a series about abundant mindset. I feel like I'm going to do like a six part series of abundant mindset. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, the, these are all pre-recorded, but they will be posted on YouTube and on your favorite um, podcast platform. If you don't have one, I'm on most of them, um, but my host is Anchor. You can always go to the site and listen to all of the podcast episodes. Then on Friday, um, I, I interview people on this platform right now. Um, my next interview is like next week, so it won't be one posted this week. But if you're interested in being a guest, holler at me. I'll send you a link. Um, you can sign up, give me some information. You get to pick the, pick the topic of what we talk about. And yeah, we go from there. That's also pre-recorded. It's not live. So we can edit out anything that you don't want people to hear. And then on Saturday, every Saturday, um, which is also pre-recorded, um, me and one of my partners, uh, Miss Michi from Blueprint Media Live, we will be doing a collaborative show called Sis Glow Up. We started that last season and I'm super excited because it's basically two sandwiches with a friend. So <laughs> I'm really excited about that. So this is the lineup. So I'm really excited because um, out of all the time that I've had Be Your Own Kind, I haven't had a solid lineup. So um, and, and I also like sprinkle little videos here and there and blog posts, which you can keep up with, you know, if you're on the social media sites. Um, or, you know, sign up to the mailing list or whatever. So, so yeah, like I said, it's more to come. It's more to come. So, um, yeah, that was my long, 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 that was my long commercial today. So now we're about to get into some things. But at first, we need to play the song. I feel like I'm talking super fast. So I'm going to slow down. So. Let me know if you, you didn't understand anything that I said. So the first thing that I um, we want to talk about or delve into is courtesy of the Neighborhood Talk. So it's saying 15 girls in Tulsa, Oklahoma just got fined for $10,000 for doing lash extensions without an esthetician license. State board is out and not playing. Ladies, be careful. Now, the reason why I brought this up is because I know a whole lot of talented um, people who do nails, hair, um skin things of that sort 
And number one, and they don't get their license. Now, number one, by not getting your license, you can't charge what you want to charge, number one. And number two, if you do, if you are in the shop and you don't have the correct licenses, then they can just, you know, like boot you out and you can get fined and all types of things. So I know some people are like, well, I just can't afford to go to school and get the licenses. What I'm learning is save a little um, and over time you have a lot and you have enough. Set a goal of how what percentage you're going to take from each of um, each of your payments you receive for your services and save that up and save that up until you can go to school or look and see if someone can sponsor you or any other type of, you know, and just find some creative ways to get licensed because it's important. They could just revoke your hard work. And, and and boot you out and do all types of stuff when you don't have the right licenses. And I had to learn about like having the stuff that we were so, like you're supposed to have just growing up, like through my 20s, because I'm like, I don't see the importance of insurance. I don't see the importance of this. But then I got pulled over. Yeah. And it wasn't good when they tow your car and all that other type of stuff. So, you know, you live on the edge in your 20s and in your 30s, you're like, it's not even worth it. It's more money and more fines and more hassle when you don't have the correct paperwork and the correct 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 credentials so um when just just get your things right like get your llc get your ein don't don't have but it like just 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 get your stuff in order because i promise you it'll save you in the long run so many things where i've tried to shortcut shortcut my way and it just it just made things much worse. And I'm like, all I had to do was fill this out. All I had to do was take the time to do this. It's just a lot of the consequences I feel like people have just by not doing those simple things. So I just wanted to encourage <laughs> anyone that's, you know, in any profession and is not licensed, go ahead and get your license because at the end, you'll thank yourself later. That's one of those like, thank yourself later type of things, like for real, for real. And the next thing I thought was, this is courtesy of It's On Site. I thought that this was just a, a cool thing to talk about because the question is, have y'all ever been fired from a job? Have you ever been fired from a job? If so, why? So I've been fired one job from one job. It was the job in a mall when I was in senior year high school, senior year high school, and I was late. And I did not call and let her know that I was late. I had attended my best friend's grandmother passed away and I attended the funeral, but I thought I was just going to make it on time. And I didn't, you know, in hindsight now, it's like I could have gave her a heads up. Now you're like, you got fired from being late one time. No, no, no. Let me be transparent. I did that a lot. So <laughs> playing with friends and playing around, not being responsible. So this day, this lady, she must have just been at her wit's end. When I came in, I had said something. She misunderstood what I said because she thought I had said something smart adequately, which which I did as a teenager. I was always mad as a teenager. And um, and this time around, though, I didn't say anything crazy, but I think that she had had enough of my attitude. Um, and looking back, yeah, I didn't have the best attitude. And so she just like called security and they pulled me out and I was really irate and I was really mad or whatever. And they ended up kicking me out the mall. It was horrible. It was not, it was such a, it was just such a shameful experience. However, I have not been fired. Um, I've been laid off. I don't know if that counts where I worked with a company for a really long time and they were downsizing because they had, um, they had been bought by another company or whatever. And so they kind of like, you know, laid a lot of people off, like especially like the old older um, employees. Um, it was kind of nice because I actually was 
fired on my day off. Like I took the day off and that's when they had called everyone to the meeting and was like, okay, you have to go. But I wasn't there. My husband was sick and I didn't come in. So I come in the next day and to get into the office, you have to have an ID card. So I'm swiping the ID card and I'm like, well, why isn't it working? Like what, what's going on with that? So, <laughs> so someone let me in because I've been working there for like 11 years and, and I tried to log into my computer. It wasn't working. So I called and I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, IT, I'm thinking, I'm like, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, was you part of the crossroads? Like it hit me. So I went to HR and they were like, how did you even get in? We fired you, you know, not fired you, but we let, we did layoffs yesterday or whatever. And I'm like, well, I wasn't here yesterday or whatever. And so they explained to me severance package, blah, blah, blah. And normally they don't let you go back and get your things, but they did let me go back and get my things. They let me say goodbye to everybody and everything, which made me feel like my character might've been great because normally they don't let you back because they're afraid that you're crazy and you're going to like shoot up the place. But um, it was actually a nice farewell um, for 11 years. And, you know, they're like, you know, we're just downsizing. And I understood it. It was bittersweet or whatever, but um, I don't know if layoffs are considered a fire, but that was another another way of leaving so so yeah so yes i have to answer the question <laughs> if you've been fired and you have a story please share it because i would love to hear about it so here are some of the responses um yep worked in the kitchen at a hospital and got into a fist fight with a man he hit me first and he said um she said ffcita i guess that's her name and then it was a tornado warning and we worked outside so i left i mean that's understandable um, she smoked, she said they were smoking, but in the parking lot before having a store meeting about smoking, but, and accessory to theft. I guess they were fired for breaking the rules. Um, they were also smoking on their day off, got popped with the random drug test the next day, exactly a week from being there for a year. Had I made it a year, they would have given me a raise and a week's paid vacation. Home office just didn't want to pay me. Or it's the fact that you failed the drug test unless they they didn't want to give you the raise and that's why you got the random drug test because jobs do do things like that, especially when they know they know how to trip you up and and get you know get you out of there. This lady, Golden Golden Crazy, she says, when I was in college working for the cable company, I added services to people's cable bills and then added retention discounts so it would net out to zero what the customer would stop complaining and i would get a bonus apparently the company didn't like my plan you were stealing from the company ma'am <laughs> she's like i don't know what was wrong with them <laughs> another person says when i worked at toys r us i used to give heavy discounts a lot of grandparents walked out with ten dollar bikes for the couple months i was there <laughs> Some of these are kind of legit, like, what are you doing? <laughs> then um, lovely little Lotus Flower says, yep, worked as a cashier, and the customer got mad because I gave her dimes instead of quarters. She threw the coins at me. I ran around the counter and chased her to her car. She then called my boss and said I threatened her life, so they let me go. Listen, when, when you're in customer service, you got to be a special type of person in customer service because there are some people out there that will try 
your patients. You have to be a certain person. And my hat goes out to anyone that is in customer service. When I worked at Wendy's, um, I think that was like my junior year, you know, you don't get the nicest people. You don't. They come in with a bad day and they just take it out on you. So customer service is it's, it's a tricky thing. So um, hang in there. Hang in there. And you have to really love your job and love what you do to do and love people and know how, you know, to to tame your temperament and stuff like that because some people are just nuts like they are and i'm i'm always i'm a stickler for like killing people with kindness like the the meaning you are the nicer i am it's kind of crazy ain't it? it almost feel like i'm explode and be like ah but no i just stay calm 99 percent of the time so <laughs> She says she gave homeless people the leftover food instead of throwing it out at the end of the night. Don't regret it at all. And you shouldn't regret it. Why don't all restaurants do that? What are you doing with that food? And that's a waste of money. What would it kill you to just give the, the, the food to the homeless, to the people that's not eating at all? Like, I don't understand what the big deal is with that. And then this guy says, co-workers breath stank. And I made a post about it on Facebook. Come to find out my job had been stalking my page. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday. That social media is tricky, tricky. Hey there. Hi, Facebook user. For some reason, StreamYard does not let me know who it is. So sorry if I'm addressing you as Facebook user. <laughs> so yeah, so those are some ways that um, people have gotten fired. So like I said, if you have an interesting fire story, shoot it in the comments. Or if you're listening to this later, um, contact me because I would love, love to hear about your fired uh fire stories especially if they're funny some of those people i see how they got fired though yes hi sandra how are you doing this is one of our partners fluent radio y'all hi sandra oh you can't see it you guys there you go <laughs> hi sandra thanks for tuning in thanks for tuning in and speaking of that we're just going to go ahead and play the commercial for um the event that they have coming up on september 25th here we go it all goes down at the coldest winter ever fashion affair Happening on September 25th at LTV Events in Hazelcrest, Illinois. Tickets are available now on Eventbrite. For more information, call 779-324-2177. This event is brought to you by the Black Exchange in partnership with Fluent Radio. So if you're interested in that, Sandra's on here right now, so be sure to, to contact them. Um, I think it's $45, $45 right on 925, and you will call that number. Um, and and let me see. I think I saved the number on here. Is it? Let me see. I think that's the number. Call for more info if you are interested in joining in um, attending that event. Are you guys still looking for models as well? Okay, yeah. If you guys are still looking for models, I don't know. But if, if if they're looking for models, you can call the number and contact them as well. So thank you, partner, for being on here. I love when the partners pop in. That makes me so excited, you know. Um, and we're going to do, like, another commercial and be right back. If you've been wondering how you can help the BYOK platform, want to know more. Here are three ways that you can support my platform. Number one, share. This is the best option because it's free. All you have to do is press the button, share here, share there. And if you want to take it a step further, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks in advance. The second thing is we have Kofi, which is a platform where you can donate your matcha tea. $3 at the least. 
anything, any money that you have um, given into the platform, we thank you and we appreciate it. No amount is too small and of course, no amount is too big. And then the third thing, subscribe to our mailing list. Another great thing. Also, all of the content that is in the newsletter will not always be posted on social media. As always, thank you for your support and as always, be sure to be kind to yourself and each other. Okay, I'm going to change that commercial because like I, I mentioned yesterday, it is coffee. It is not coffee. <laughs> but if you are interested, it is not necessary, it is not required, but if you are interested to tip your girl a matcha tea, you can go to ko-fi.com backslash beyourownkind24. And don't forget to share this video. If you are on YouTube, please subscribe and like. And like if you are on Twitch, please be sure to follow. All right, so let's get into our next our next random topic of the night. I just wanted to take a break from like stuff that we've been seeing all the time. So I like this this um quote that I saw on Instagram, courtesy of someone I went to uh, high school with, Corn DZ World 1984. It says, "If you want to be happy, don't take stuff personal. Let stuff go. Let people be. Focus on you, your mental health, your spiritual health." your well-being physically and financially and so some will argue like hey this is selfish no <laughs> you cannot pour for an empty cup and i know we hear that all the time how you treat yourself how you preserve yourself spills over into your other relationships so we take sometimes i feel like we take things personal that has nothing to do with us probably 95 percent of the time it has nothing to do with us that person could be having a bad day that person can be going through something that person is not even like present in what's going on or they're just they're, they're just not paying attention it doesn't always have to be like an angry or or sad thing but don't take everything so personal and even if you're around toxic people if you notice that they're toxic to everyone else then that's nothing to take personal. That's just who they are. That's advice that I got from my godmother like years ago. She said, if this person is treating everybody like this, it's not personal. It's just who they are. And and I felt like that was such a, a, a I don't know, a nugget of wisdom. I didn't get it then, but I totally got it the older I got. Letting stuff go, holding on to stuff that doesn't matter. I have a, a saying now, like, is this fact? You know, is, is this is fact or emotions, you know, like fact or feelings is what I actually say. And it's like, will this matter 10 minutes from now, 20, 30, 40, nine times out of 10? No, it won't. It won't. And I feel like sometimes we waste a lot of manpower in our brain on things that don't matter, or we play out conversations that never happen. Oh, we're fearful of this decision we want to make and we list in all the things that can go wrong. And I just feel like we spend a lot of minutes, seconds, you know, just thinking about things that that haven't happened and we don't know what's going to happen and, 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 and pondering over somebody stepping over your foot. And what else could we be doing with that mental that mental energy if we just let it go? Let it flow like things, everything you don't have to hold on to. Pick and choose your battles. Every rude person don't need to be cursed out. Every, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every, 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 everything don't deserve a response and everything doesn't deserve energy. 
you know, and so the older I get, the more I'm teaching myself how to preserve my energy. Like, is that worth it? Nope. And people are like, you didn't say anything? No, because why? They have the problem. I don't. I'm going to continue on with my day. Because how many days have I wasted? I'm going to speak for myself being mad about something that I don't even remember half of why I was mad. And when I tell stories now and I'm like, yeah, I was mad at such and such. I can't even tell you what the argument was about. I can't even tell you what we were, what, what the disagreement was. Why? Because it didn't matter that much. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Everyone doesn't deserve your energy. Every situation doesn't deserve your energy. Look, we only got one life to live, and I'm in minutes, time. We can't get that back. We cannot get that back. So I feel I don't know if that just comes with the older you get, where the more you just like. I'm not wasting time. Do you ever just be around like people in their 50s and 60s and a lot of stuff roll down their back because they realize how much time they wasted when they were younger on stuff that didn't even matter. So um, and then it says, let people be. Look, you want people to let you be who you are, to, to respect your decisions, to respect your lifestyle. Return the favor. Why do we worry about people that make decisions we don't agree with when it doesn't affect us at all? That's just wasted energy. And here's the thing. People are going to do what they want to do anyway. People are going to be people as long as they're people. You're going to be you. Everyone don't understand your decisions. Let people be. Let people be at, at the level that they're at and meet them there. Because just because you got through this thing this way doesn't mean they have to get through that thing the same way. There are some people that just need to find their own way. They're not going to listen. Or there are people that just listen and be like, you know what? I'm going to try this path out. Don't don't create other people's blueprints. Focus on yours. You know, so I just thought that this was just a really cool and insightful meme. Like, for real. I really did. So um, I, th this is something that I even have to read to myself. So focus on you, your mental health, your spiritual health, your well-being, physically and financially. Why? Because nobody knows that better than you do. You know what you're going through mentally, physically, financially, whatever. So why not focus on the things you could change, which I'm learning the only, the, the only things that you can change is the things that are attached to you. So thank you, Corn Breezy, for this meme, because I really just thought it was just super, super insightful. So yesterday we kind of uh, went over a... Um, an Instagram <laughs> that was talking about like the bacteria found on airline seats or whatever. And so I don't know, you know how you search something and then all of a sudden it just keeps coming up. So to, so while I was online, I saw this, um, this site courtesy of dailystuff.com. Never even heard about this. These are things, it's a lot of them, but we're just going to go through a couple of them that like flight attendants like have shared some secrets about airlines and I'm reading through this and I'm like, okay, I could share this with the people tomorrow because I'm like, okay, this is kind of, kind of interesting. And some of it is kind of gross, you know, like number one, the floor is filthy. They said, while most of us don't usually think we should be taking our shoes off in public, when it comes to long flights, the rules might change. We want to try to be comfortable and what's a better way of doing that than going barefoot. They said the plane is disgusting. Don't walk around barefoot. Um, definitely don't eat your mint after it fell on the floor like Mr. 3 a.m. did the other day. Why are we eating things off the floor in public? No judgment. Well, according to the cabin crew, you really shouldn't. The floor is filthy. If that wasn't clear enough, you also really shouldn't be eating anything off the carpet. 
It's saying, don't be a jerk. Sometimes flight attendants, they'll do stuff nice for you if you're nice to them. That goes back to what we were saying about customer service. Like, you know, um, pretty much you give what you get with them. So they'll probably go a longer way to accommodate you if you're not a jerk. And so one of the things says, usually when someone claims to have a, a dirty secret, we want to hear all the details, like all of them. But in this case, we think we might have been better off not knowing anything about our pillows and blankets. This is the one that threw me off. They said that the airlines do not wash those blankets and those pillows, like never. And they said, guess next time you're about to board a flight, bring your own sheet, bring your own pillow. It's dirty, y'all. It's dirty. Shoot, we should have been wearing masks on the uh, mask on the plane before COVID. After this, you know, so it says no pay during the delay. So they're saying when the flight is delayed, the flight attendant doesn't get paid either. So they're just as upset as us. So they say during delays at the gate, we are not getting paid. We are as pissed off as you are, if not more. But get this, they actually don't get paid during that time. So you are basically disturbing them and they won't even see a pretty penny for an ugly penny from it. So I think that kind of sucks though, because that's kind of like, you know, out of their reach. You know what I'm saying? So above the sea, if you want to stay on the cabin's cruise good side, there are a couple of things to remember. Let's break it down for you. The first rule of the cabin crew is don't ask too many questions. They're saying, please, please don't ask where we are flying at the moment. I don't know, and I don't care either. <laughs> They're not the pilot. This was another one, y'all. Beware of the coffee. Play rides can be long and tedious, and while some try everything they can in order to get some sleep, there are always those who try to, to try to uh, drink through the flight. Pilot here, don't drink the coffee. The water comes from the onboard system that has the field port right next to the port the lab laboratories are drained from laboratories i don't know i sound like dexter uh he was like dexter laboratory let's start over so pilot here don't drink the coffee the water comes from the onboard system that has the field port right next to the port the laboratories are drained from the water system routinely fails e coli checks ew so it says, if you belong to the second group, you have probably found yourself drinking some disgusting airplane coffee. Ever wonder why airplane coffee tastes so bad? Well, now you know. Don't drink that E. coli water, y'all. Y'all better get some Sprite or some bottled water. Bottled water. Then they also say here that they're judging you. I already know that. It says, don't be trash. They said, don't stick your napkin inside your cup. We have limited trash room, so we stack cups. When you do that, I have to fish the napkin inside your cup and I die a little inside. I did not know that. I am guilty of that. I mean, how many times do you do that at a restaurant? Like when you're done eating, you just throw the stuff on the plate. But like they said, they don't have the luxury of space. So just be mindful. Be mindful. Be nice to the flight attendants. First of all, first of all, it's this little bitty space and this little bitty owl that they have to keep going up and down, up and down and stuff like that. And it's not enough space. And then they have to deal with people that don't want to put on their seatbelts and crying babies and just be nice to the flight attendants. And not to mention, they don't spend a lot of time with their families and things of that sort. So let's be happy with them. There was another one, because I'm going to stop here, where they were saying, you know, don't be a jerk. Some lady said that, you know, people poke poke them while they're walking through the aisle or whatever. And someone even like hit her on her butt or whatever. Be respectful. And all you do, be respectful. 
don't be a jerk. So I thought that this was a pretty, um, pretty cool <laughs> article that I would share. It was random, but I just thought, you know, I just thought it would be kind of, kind of cool. All right. So I think it's time for another commercial. I'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. People often think anxiety looks one way, but it has many faces and many emotions that sometimes can be overwhelming and daunting. I know about this feeling all too well because at a point I felt powerless to my emotions, almost to the point of drowning in them. So I decided to seek out a therapist to later learn that I have generalized anxiety disorder. If you have been experiencing the same feeling, please know that BetterHelp is here to help. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You have the option of talking with a therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in under 48 hours. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you get matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Then you will schedule secure video and phone sessions Plus, you get to exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. Thanks to therapy, I learned the tools that I needed to conquer my anxiety and over-obsessive thinking. I did it afraid and I took that leap to talk with someone to later learn that it was going to be okay and that I was going to be okay. Please know that you can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And better yet, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com BYOK. That's betterhelp.com BYOK because you deserve it. I simply love that commercial. I love it because you do deserve it. You do deserve happiness. Like we talked about that earlier, like you deserve it. We only get one life. I just want to emphasize that. And we don't need to spend it depressed or sad or defeated because you are so important. And like it says over there, you're the most fantastic person that you'll ever know. So if you just need to speak to someone, please do. And um, you'll get 10% off the first month with betterhelp.com. If you use this link, www.betterhelp.com slash BYOK. And I'm not just saying that because it's a sponsored ad. I actually have a therapist and therapy has simply changed my life. It has flipped my perspective. And so I, I recommend therapy to absolutely everyone, everyone. So, so yeah. So speaking of that, um, we're going to get into uh, Britney Spears and Christina, Christina Aguilera just a, a quick bit. So um, if you follow Britney Spears, she had posted um, an Instagram maybe, I don't know, I think two weeks ago. Her son pretty much just said she was a bad mother, you know, and she was just saying, you know, I'm sorry I couldn't be the mother you know, that you felt I should be, but I have been in prison for the majority of my life, which we know that she has or whatever. And so she made in that um, excerpt, she mentioned, or there was an excerpt in her, in her paragraph that mentioned that, you know, you know, when she's compared to Christina Aguilera's background dancer, she's super skinny. Well, Christina did not like that. 
She felt that that was kind of like a body shame dig. And so she unfollowed Brittany on Instagram, which I kind of felt I can see why Christina feelings were hurt because when Brittany was all in that conservatorship situation, like Christina publicly like was her ally and was publicly, you know, fighting for her and saying, let her go and things of that sort. So I think Christina felt the way. And if you were, if you're close to my age, back in the day, it was always like, you know how like the Nikki and Cardi B thing is. That's kind of how it was with Brittany and Christina, you know, always comparing them and stuff like that. So, um, you know, to see the, you know, them band together or her like support Britney was a big deal. And I guess Christina was like, well, forget you did. So her feelings was hurt. So anyway, I'll, um, so it says Britney addresses, thanks to, um, in case you didn't know, Britney addresses the backlash she received from body shaming Christina Aguilera. So Narcissus, it, look, it looks like you were Britney Spears. That looks like shade to me and apparently to Christina too. That is why she unfollowed you. So let's get into these little notes. So it says Christina Aguilera has unfollowed Britney Spears after Spears body shamed Aguilera and her dancers in a recent Instagram post. So this is what Christina said. I mean, Brittany said, Brittany said, I wish I could have chosen the nannies for my children, my dancers. I mean, if I had Christina Aguilera's dancers, I would have looked extremely small. That is pretty body shaming. She said, I mean, why not talk about it? Don't you think that my confidence would have been a bit better if I could choose where I lived, ate, whom I called on the phone, dated, and who was on stage with me. It's hard sometimes now. I see how much of my womanhood was stripped away at that time and every person that sat back and didn't say a thing. Anyways, I will be here talking about things people never talked about. So this is what she says. So when Christina Aguilera unfollowed her and everyone was like, you body shamed her, um, this is what Brittany had to say. She said, by no means was I being critical of Christina's beautiful body. It is what it is. Don't know how that helped. She said, I flew to see her show once. And the main thing I noticed was the difference of our people on stage. By no means did I ever mention Christina. Look at my post. But she mentioned her background dancers. And as you know, like entertainers spend a lot of time with their background dancers. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you, you essentially probably was talking about her friends or and the people that she paid, like her crew or whatever. And I feel like, and this is, this is the devil's advocate thing. I feel like that's what she was fixated on at that moment. But when you look back, Christina had the freedom that Brittany didn't. So it could have been a sense of jealousy, which is why her mind kind of went to the sizes of the stage or how um, imperfect compared to her stage that it, it could have been if that's what she was thinking. Because, you know, back then skinny was perfect and opposite of that was it, you know, so that's what I mean by imperfect. And so I'm wondering if that's why her mind went there when she went to that show. You know, um, so anyway, she says, I was inspired by her show and she is a beautiful woman of power. Thank you, Christina, for inspiring me. She said, to be honest, I'm not trying to be critical of anybody. What I posted is a projection of the insecurities I deal with all the time as a result of how my parents and the media have treated me. And this kind of supports what I said. She's been so, cri so criticized that she mirrored that and was critical of Christina's dancers because that is how she was reared up. That's how she was raised. That was her mindset. 
So I understand where she's coming from. She said, I would have never intentionally body shamed anybody because I know what it feels like. I struggle with this because of how I feel about myself, not because I hate how anybody looks. I feel like my family knew I was insecure and people were trying to purpose, purposefully feed into this insecurity by not letting me have a choice in the people who were on stage with me. So that's once again, that's the freedom. Christina could choose who she danced with. Katrina, Christina could choose. She had a choice. Brittany has never had a choice. And 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 is even if she she's a she was a caged bird, and even though she's been let out of her cage, do you know how many years it'd take her to de be become desensitized to not being caged? When people are free or um, institutionalized, it takes a minute to get out of that mindset because you've been conditioned a certain way. So for people to think that she's just gonna like go back to to normal like that no there's a lot of healing and a lot of work that needs to be done you know she missed out on her kids lives she's missed out on her own life you know what i'm saying so i feel like i don't really think she meant it in the way that she wrote it and i feel like it i feel like this is that time where you have to be empathetic with that person's situation and that person's mindset because she didn't get the chance to develop normally into adulthood she was treated like a child she's just learning what freedom is you know what i'm saying and so she says um i appreciate you all being understanding with me as i figure out this new life i am living so i felt like she i felt like that was very vulnerable and i felt like it was a really honest response so i don't agree i don't think that was shade i think that she was just in her feelings and she couldn't articulate it you know, that, hey, Christina had a choice in her life and I didn't. That's basically what, what she was saying. So um, I, I, I can't say I resonate because I've never been on a conservatorship. But the feeling of, you know, being jealous because someone is, you know, seems like free, free to be them, free to be that. And, and you at this point, I think sometimes we rob ourselves of, of our freedom because we become imprisoned by people's opinions or roadmaps of our life or whatever so um sometimes people are just jealous of people that live freely and that can be them when in actuality that's why the mind is a tricky thing when in actuality you have that same freedom to be yourself so so yeah so um my heart still goes out to Brittany, and i hope that she continues on her healing journey i really really do i love her i love me some Brittany. so um wait well I think we got one more little commercial with Cynthia J Designs. Let's go there. Now that's a quick little video just to give you a little snippet of her Fall in Love collection that will launch also September 25th. Make sure that you join her mailing list. It is www.designsbycynthiaj.com. Listen. Listen, she makes it all herself, all herself. And to watch her in action in, in the background and and just to see her designs, it's just truly amazing. So make sure you support Designs by Cynthia J. And let them know that I sent you. Let her know. Let her know. And I told her I'd plug her. So, uh, <laughs> so let's get into one of our topics, which is video gaming. Now, look like the most that i've ever played video games was super nintendo and i was really addicted to star fox i played star fox for maybe over eight 
hours. And the next day, I had one of the worst migraines of my life. So, I, needless to say, I wasn't addicted to video gaming, but I know a lot of people, and I don't even know if it's an addiction. I guess an addiction is pretty much something you do repetitively, you know, like you need to do it. So, I'm thinking this is why this, this is, it's like this video game addiction or whatever. But anyway, let's get into it. So, what made me even talk about this is I was minding my business, scrolling through Instagram, and I saw this courtesy of On site where it says as an adult playing video games for long periods of time is a form of depression if you don't believe me ask yourself this think about the 100 greatest moments of your life do any of those moments include video games probably not and this comes from a lifetime gamer now you can that's subjective because you can only say how you feel when you think about your 100 greatest moments of life but what about those people that have careers in video gaming and they won money and they were able to to do things for their family or support their livelihood i just feel like that's subjective but i have heard that some people drown their their drown like drown out their emotions and drown out the noise by playing a video game it's kind of similar to to drinking a glass of wine or watching a favorite show anything that's done excessive is bad either way you know like this you know where it's just taking over your life or whatever but i think that this comment was just kind of subjective you know um and then you have some comments where somebody said some of the best times of my life is playing the sims i don't know what he's talking about let me tell you about the sims if you have ever played The Sims, The Sims will take over your whole life, your whole entire life. I literally stopped. I had to stop playing it because even at work, that's all I was thinking about. Speaking of addiction, okay, I guess I was addicted to a game. I was, <laughs> I couldn't wait to get home and play The Sims. Like, I know they didn't eat. I know they ain't did nothing all day. I hope they didn't kill themselves. You know, things of that sort or whatever. Like, they, they're trying to fix the refrigerator. Ah, that's what happened to me last time. I played The Sims. I think it was Sam's 4. It was either last year. I had put it on my computer because I'm like, okay, I'll practice self-control. I didn't. I was playing the Sims. And my Sam was not equipped enough to fix the refrigerator. So she electrocuted herself. This is the first time that a Sam had died in all the years I played it. And so she lived with her sisters and her other two sisters. did. Like it was one sister that i couldn't i couldn't make her happy it was nothing i could do to make her happy absolutely nothing now the other sister she found a man and was moving on with her life but this one sister i could not get her happy and i felt defeated and then i didn't play again now i'm thinking about it now i abandoned my depressed my depressed sister now that makes me want to go back anyway so <laughs> but that but that that was a good moment i mean i'm not going to count my like on my finger of 100 greatest moment but i really love playing the sims and super mario brothers on super nintendo yes baby and so another one person says here we go lies because super mario and tekken takes me away from my thoughts some people actually say it's therapy and that's what i want to get at like it's therapeutic. It's how it's the energy you put into it, right? It's the intent behind why you do it, as with anything. So I wanted to delve deeper into this. And so I found an article, courtesy of Better Help, doesn't get any better than that, where it says, Are video games and depression connected? So it says, When it comes to video games and depression, there are contrasting views. Some, some believe that video game addiction can have a negative impact on your mental health causing mental disorders and others thinks they have the ability to help. So which is it? 
What if it were both? Like I said, it just depends on what you do. So let's go down to what the studies show. While there aren't a lot of studies to prove or disprove their theory, one recent study shows there might be a link between excessive gaming and depression in youth. This systematic review looked at over 3,000 children who were not only boys in grades 3rd, 4th, 7th, and 8th who played video games. Why did they skip 5th and 6th? I don't know. So they tracked results over a two-year period of the impact that their video game usage seemed to have on their mental health, resulting in the kids showing more depressive symptoms than before they started to play the games. The study found that the children that spent a large amount of screen time to play video games had a higher risk of clinical depression, anxiety, low school performance, low mood, and social phobias. More research was done by looking at the internet usage of Chinese young adults between the ages of 13 through 18 found similar results. This study found that those students that spend excessive amounts of time on the internet are twice as likely to have depressive symptoms within nine months. The study noted that most of their screen time spent on the internet was in gaming environments. Okay, are the studies right? Let's skim through it. They said, um, however, while it looks like this connection between depression and video game addiction does exist, it's still hard to say exclusively that video games were the reason for the higher risk of depression and anxiety. Exactly. It could be that these children had higher levels of depression and anxiety because of the lack of social skills. That's what I'm thinking, because they didn't go outside and get some sun. Um, social social skills that cause them to play more video games in the first place. So it's really, and then you have the outliers, like environment type of parents that they had too. You know what I'm saying? So they're saying, so it's really hard to say if video games are the cause of anxiety and depressive symptoms, or if it's more likely people, including children, spend time playing video games because they have social phobias, less interest in performing physical activity or depression. It just be, could be some introverted children that get anxiety what they just said, how social anxiety of talking to the other kids or whatever. So this is what the video game industry thinks. As you can imagine, online communities of the video game industry have spent time and money fighting back against these studies. They're working to prove that there is no direct correlation between computer games and depression. Of course they're going to say that. They call attention to a lot of the other factors that could come into play in these findings, as well as the positive mental health outcomes that can happen to someone when they play video games, improving their mental health. So here are some positive connections, because that's what I love. So they're saying... There are also a systematic review that showed a positive benefit to patients with depression who play games. This meta-analysis found that when patients were actively playing video games, they had more positive emotions and the amount of time they spent ruminating was lower. Um, according to Webster Dictionary, the definition of ruminating is to go over in the mind repeatedly and often casually or slowly. Rumination is a big problem for people that experience depression and anxiety. I know I have high anxiety and some things were just, it's just obsessive thinking over and over and over again. So they're saying so oftentimes when someone is depressed, it's easy for them to get stuck in their own thoughts. They avoid social interaction and continue to think about certain situations, scenarios, memories, or other things that are not beneficial to their life. However, when depressed, it is hard to stop these thoughts from coming unless you are actively trying to do something. So what they are saying in a nutshell is some people use the video game as a distraction. You know, people that, that tend to obsess over, you know, situations and scenarios and things like that. 
they this is just an activity like that like people that go to the gym like i said or a glass of wine or watch a movie just doing something that's going to stop that obsessive thought you know what i'm saying and and wait and, and another thing journaling i know journaling helps you know when i'm in that ruminating point you know what i'm saying so um they're just saying like certain certain outliers because you don't know how the person is wired and and whatever but if they said that if you find that you are increasingly showing depressive symptoms it may be good for you to take time away from your video games so they're saying watch out for if you are depressed um to when you're doing your thing so they're saying um what did this say they say if you find that too much screen time playing on a computer or gaming console is hurting you it might not mean that you have to give up video games altogether it just might mean that you need to learn how to limit your screen time like i said that's with anything anything that you do excessively pretty much is not good so if it, it depends on the intent are you playing a video game to relax or are you playing a video game because it's nothing else to do why bother to do anything else so i'm just gonna just drown into this video game so um as with anything it's subjective right it depends on the person and it's hit behind what they're doing but if they love the game and it's like if it's similar to someone coming home and cracking open you know a can of a beer and drinking and watching tv then i see nothing wrong with that you know um but if you're just finding yourself like in 2020 I found myself just watching like too much tv like I don't even watch tv like that and I just wasn't doing anything that I was supposed to do nothing would be wild okay just nothing just nothing just sitting there watching tv and I noticed that like you just have to be cognizant and aware of who you are and like okay this is not a normal pattern so maybe I need to you know look into this so I'm like okay let me let me cut off my screen time because I'm sitting here complaining that nothing is getting done because there's Hulu Netflix and Peacock and Discover who needed to do anything but yeah I have so now I have to limit my screen time so that I can actually get things done like be on here with you yes yes so um so yeah what are your thoughts on that that's pretty much in a nutshell what the what the article is about so I would love to know your thoughts on that and uh we have one more we have one more uh, subject. So if you um, have just came on here, um, this is the, uh, you can't see, if I cut the light off, and I'm wondering if you can't see me, but I just want you to see the gold, the foil of it. It's pretty cool. And this is just like an affirmation mug. And we sell that right on the site, beyourkind.com slash shop. Um, and if you put in the code welcome, you'll get a pretty cool discount. So um so yeah, you know, support the shop if you like what you see. So our last, last subject is, so I don't, I only know her from, uh, was it Why Did I Get Married? I don't think that's why I got married. It's the one with Chris Rock. Now I don't even know the name of it. Let me look it up real quick. Um, Chris Rock. Yeah, I think it is Why Did I Get Married? Why did, why did I get Mary, I think it is. Why did I get married? Yeah, I thought I was right. So, um, no, that's not it. What is the Chris Rock Mary uh movie? Ah, Chris Rock, what was that Mary movie anyway? This was his wife on that movie, and I cannot think of it. Her name is uh Gina Torres, and she also was the wife of Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne. 
Hey, sis, how are you doing? <laughs> she also was the wife of uh, Lawrence Fishburne. So it says that the racially black actress told the um, MSNBC forum, I feel like I was living in three worlds. So what Negra um, with Tambo was saying that imagine projecting your bitterness unto... <laughs> hey, babe. Imagine projecting your bitterness into the people who embraced you instead of letting white Latinos have it after you've been ignored since your career started. So what she is so we're about to get into the article, but what she is saying is she's saying that she's bitter because she only was picked for African American roles because the white Latina community never casted her for the role. So a lot of people felt that she was ungrateful for the doors that was open um in African American you know, for African-American movies. So this is where we're about to get into. And it's killing me that I cannot think of that that movie. I'm going to have to look that up before we go because it's killing me. Okay, so here's the article in this free promo. So Gina Torres, the, I didn't even know she was Cuban. She's absolutely beautiful, though. Um, Gina Torres, the black Cuban actress who has built a career portraying black non-Latino characters, which is why I didn't know she was, proverbially bit the hands of the people from the culture who fed her in an interview that aired on MSNBC lately. In a roundtable discussion with prominent Hispanic women, including Janelle M. Martinez, I love her, that was originally filmed in August, Torres opened up to the panel of mostly white and mestiza Latinas about feeling like she was trapped in a box while portraying only black American characters throughout her career. So we're going to get into what she said, so I'm not going to read that. But this lady, this, this lady is mad. She said, for the record, culture, race, and ethnicity are not interchangeable. Torres would be racially black in Cuba. The country's black folks have fought incessantly to be seen, although politics and anti-blackness erased them for an un-Pueblo, Pueblo, Pueblo, I cannot speak in Spanish, Pueblo philosophy. So there's no place for me. Let's get to what she's saying. So this is what she said. But Gina, you were forced to embrace one identity in Hollywood, right? <laughs> I feel like I was living in three worlds. There was my world that I grew up in also, Spanish-speaking, home, Cuban parents, and then you go out into the world and, and I'm speaking English and I'm in the Bronx, uh, South Bronx, a great time, that's right. And then going into this industry as an, as an actress, then nobody recognizes you as either one. There was no place for me as a Latina. And then as a Black woman, I just I didn't identify as a Black woman because for me it was, it was cultural. Because of course, I present Black, I am Black woman, I am also Cuban. When you're here in the United States and they ask you to be in a box, and you, and you don't, don't fit, fit into, into the box. box. Mm -hmm. Culturally, Culturally, it was different. It was, it was not, not one that I identified with. I can understand that so far. She's like, okay, I, I kind of wanted to get some roles that was the second that that was the other half of me. You know, I am black, but I'm also Latina, and I felt like she felt comfortable to express how she felt in this situation because she's in a table full of Latinas who can relate to what she is saying, even though they're white Latinas. They're still Latinas. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like this like th this is fine so far. But, but to work, work to, to survive, survive, it was, it was something, something that I had, had to learn. To, to then learn to be, to be whatever, whatever black, black was, 
and then feel like I was alienating that other part of myself, that Latina self, it just kind of became a, a, a Jedi mind trick. To, to, to keep, keep myself, myself from, from just being sad all the time, about, about not being able to fully experience and express the entirety of myself. I think that's our superpower, though, ultimately. The fact that we have this discomfort. I, I tell my, my students, my young people, like, that freak out that you have, that, what did you call it? <laughs> Jedi, 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 Jedi mind trick. Jedi mind trick. Okay, that, but that... The, the fact, fact that, that we can be in that space where it's just like, like mm, am, I, am, I, am I enough? Am I here? Am I this? Am I that? Am I, is my Spanish good enough? Is my English good enough? Am I whatever? That is our superpower. It is the fact that we can live with that. But I think that's weird for her to like interject or add to that because her experience is different, right? Because she would get casted for a role before before uh, Gina, and I think that was her point. Like sh she would, like the lady who was talking would be casted before Gina would be. So you're thinking about, you know, is my Spanish good enough? Is my English good enough? She's just thinking, is my English good enough? You know. So um, let's keep going. Or is she good enough, rather? So the world so like, has the power to recognize code switching. I code switch from, I'm from the inner city of Chicago. I code switch to that inner city. I love everything about her. Okay, yes, the proper to the Hollywood thing and the boxes that they love to put us in in Hollywood. But you're talking about is prevalent in the Latino community, too. that Afro-Latinidad is not... Uh, you know, accepted or it's not talked about. Now she is on point. She she is talking from from perspective of what Gina was talking of. Uh, it's interesting for me to hear that because when I looked to media outside of like my home for representation, it was women like you, very few on screens, which was in the African American television market, where I could then piece together like, oh my goodness. Torres is her last name. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 Growing up in the Bronx, many of us are, you know, black and brown, but I just couldn't be that, you know? I hope that at some point we can have like an unpacking of why is racism so embedded in not that period. Of colonization, yes, like it is colonization that still exists in our minds, right? So the caste system is something that has been outlawed for centuries now, but the colonizer still lives in our mind that tells us you have to be lighter skinned to be more beautiful. And the thing is, like, I don't think we realize what we're actually saying. We're still saying that white people are better than us, and we're still aspiring to being white. And, and it's because, because of, of the caste, caste system. system. You, you, you were saying there's only one way to be Latina. Latina. There's only one way to be black. There's only one way. But like white people get to be all sorts of different things. Our identity is very complex because I'm an immigrant, but I have friends whose families have been in in Texas since the first census of Texas. They never crossed the border. As I'm listening to this conversation, I'm thinking, you know, I'm a rural Latina. I identify as a rural Latina, right? My family came to this country as farm workers. Never, Never went back, back to Mexico. Mexico. Could, our, our family, family could not, not go back, back to Mexico. Mexico. And where, where I'm from in Ohio, Ohio, there's no question, I am Mexican. When, when people see me, I am Mexican. But when, when I went to Chicago for college, college that's, that's actually when I got, got more questions about, about whether I was Mexican or not. 
So, so I, feel I feel like we, we have, have to confront ourselves, ourselves on these things. Yeah. Well. Yes, it's, it's very, very much, much like that. that. I thought that this was just interesting just to hear. I love. Okay, you guys stop. I love. I love the different perspective because. I cannot identify with their experience. You know, I can only identify from the general generalization of being um, a person of color. You know what I'm saying? Um, and some of them did hit points that hit Gina's point, you know, of, it, it, okay, so you're a Latina. So now we have to divide with light-skinned Latina with the dark-skinned Latina. So it's like, okay, you're already in a small pool. And then when you reach that certain that certain spot now let's condense you even more you know what i'm saying okay now let's go by the shades of color let's go by you know how american you sound so you know after all that diluting and that diluting and that diluting and you do get a sense of losing your identity so i do agree with what she's saying in that aspect now to get back to the writer she's saying while blackness isn't a monolith taurus um Negrua is undeniable, so implementing a Jedi mind trick to be something that she's always been is rich. That's not what she said. The 53-year-old Bronx native was married to a veteran Black American actor, Lawrence Fishburne, for 15 years. They share a daughter, Delilah, and divorced in 2017. Did she have those feelings then? So her point is, if you felt like you were losing a sense of identity, you were with a Black man for 15 years, and on top of that, you have a black daughter. So was your identity lost when you were in, in that situation? And said also the conversation about survival is apparent because in essence, the suits extra actress, I can't talk today, admitted to using the identity of a culture to eat. She was like the the shitting on black Americans wasn't necessary when she could have easily not taken roles that didn't align with her Latina self and took her gripe to the white and mestizo Latin community who's isolated and ignored her since the inception of her career. So what she's saying is if you had such an identity crisis and if you were not comfortable with code switching, why did you code switch? Now, that's easier said to, than, than done if you want to be in a profession. I'm playing devil, devil's advocate here. If you want to be in a profession, you're doing what you got to do to get in that profession. However, when you reach a certain level, you do have, I would hope, the space to, to switch over. But I'm thinking that's not realistic. So when she's already started, you know, Black Rose, she might have got stuck in that in that black Black role. And... It was hard for her to do any Latina roles because nobody knows her as that. You know what I'm saying? Or like what the writer is saying, you was comfortable with doing that. So you continue acting in black roles, you know? So she said with almost 60 acting credits, oh Lord, that just defeated, that just cut out everything I just said. With almost 60 acting credits to Torres' name, she's eaten well off of backs of U.S. blacks while being slapped in the face by folks she pandered to. Now, the sentiments of the writer is we're saying that we're always like we're always appropriated and people always want to be down with the cause or or stick with the black culture to come up. And then when they come up to a certain level, then they want to disown the culture that has been going on for years and years and years. And I really believe that's what people felt with her, with Torres's comment. But I don't believe that she would have felt vulnerable or open to even expressing that if she wasn't in a table full of Latinas. You get what I'm saying? Like she felt open enough to talk about her experience 
you know, as a Cuban and not being able to play these these Latin roles because she was stuck and, you know, she was concreted to black roles because that's how she started. So um, she goes on to say the humiliating moment when, wait a minute, in 2012, the, that's the name of the movie, y'all. I love my wife with Chris Rock. I came up. Uh, I love that movie. In 2012, the I Love My Wife star was insulted on the red carpet during the Alma Awards when she was nominated for favorite TV actress for supporting role in Suits. Has anybody ever seen Suits? I've never even heard of this show, Suits. Now I'm intrigued. The humiliating moment went viral after a white Latina reporter from Telemundo stopped Torres on the red carpet to chat it up in broken English with the star about her nomination. The Cuban actress answered, her in English, but the Q&A session worsened after the dim-witted interviewer, wow, asked if she spoke un poquito espanol. Torres responded with a confused look and said that she wondered why the reporter spoke to her in English when it was a Spanish language network. She then went on to speak fluent Spanish, but this Telemundo, but this is Telemundo, why are they speaking to me in English? So she was offended. She said Torres' dreams of being seen by the Latins seemingly came to fruition in 2019. She made television history by becoming the first black, first black Latina to create, star, and produce a network series, Pearson, which I also didn't see. It was a spinoff of Suits. What is this show? And lasted for only one season. Ironically, the show was also the network's lowest rated series of the season. So the 53-year-old Cubana hasn't addressed her statement, but Black Twitter, which we can always rely on, specifically Black Americans have plenty to say about the problematic the problematic statement that she said, because I don't know what that word is. So this dude, Dwayne Moody said, but Edgina Torres didn't mind taking those roles to survive, but now wants to complain about no Latin representation. The weakness of so many celebrities, we're seeing many tethers using black america for their comeuppance to only slap us in the face and that's what i said earlier like it's okay to appropriate the culture it's okay to be a part you know and take the roles to get where you gotta go it's okay to be married to a black man for 15 years and also you know bear a black child and that is how people are taking it and i'm, I'm i see that part but i also see the other side of the door wasn't open for her <laughs> for latin cinema the door wasn't open for her and it looks like she attempted and it didn't work out so people really took offense you know really took offense to that and i could see i could see the offense but i also can see both sides yeah she's been in so many movies but here's the thing i've never paid attention to her last name because i knew that she was she was married to Loris Fishburne, so I thought nothing of it. I just thought she was black. I never even noticed that her last name was Torres, you know? So um, this person says, Gina Torres should free herself by refusing roles that should go to black actress actresses since she feels trapped. Directors help her by not hiring her. Actress Gina Torres explains why she felt trapped being a Latina woman in African-American roles. Well, at the point that she's at now with 60 acting credits, she could actually technically deny those black roles and try to get her get herself taken serious in Latin cinema. Now that it's out there, she can break barriers and try to because there are some Latin shows out there that's really popping. You know what I'm saying? So she she could do that. She could. Um, and so they say way to S on your black audience. Hopefully you won't have to bear any further future pains of co-playing us, 
cosplaying us anymore and you take the roles j-lo selena gomez and other latina get oops the latin community won't accept you so you ran to bet to complain pathetic and i think that's what that that kind of what add insult to injury is because she's on that network like you're on the black network complaining that you're not in in the latin movie once again y'all they're not opening the doors for her and i think that that is their point like we open the doors to you you got opportunities you're living a great life and yet you're feeling like okay i'm fake i'm not i'm not living out my identity but who wants to lose their identity and like for real who wants to lose their identity and feel like they're a fraud every single day and look that's not even just for Latinas or Latins, how how many times that blacks or Asians, all anybody that's 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 non-white have to code switch? And yes, you you get to you know, I guess do your Jedi trick when you're out in the world and when you're at home you get to be yourself. But when you are a celebrity, when do you get to cut that off? Especially married to a celebrity, when do you get to cut that off? So um, they're saying, cry, baby, cry. Like, nobody was feeling it. So they said Gina Torres cloaked herself in Black American roles and is now complaining for taking those sad roles. Even as a Latina, instead of just passing up those roles to actual Black American women when money and exposure was the motive, what is the real concern here? So everybody feels like you you canceled out somebody's, somebody else's chance taking roles that you didn't want to take. Once again, did she have a choice? And then it says, um, no one forced Gina Torres to take the role she was offered. She should be grateful instead of bitter. There's African-American actresses that would have loved the roles. That's true. Gina Torres want to be treated like the white Latina woman. And that has nothing to do with us. Leave black Americans out of your mess. I don't think she wants. She does. She does want to be treated like them. She wants. It's about opportunity. That's what she was talking about. Opportunity to represent who she actually is which is Latin. She's Cuban. She wants to, you know, she she wants the world to know another side of her. That's what she's saying. And maybe, maybe I'm missing a point. So let me know if I'm missing a point on this because I understand what she's saying and I understand why Black Twitter is upset. However, if you haven't been in the shoes where you can't be yourself until you reach the point where you don't know who you are anymore and you can't celebrate your own culture, that is devastating. That is devastating. That does leave an impact on you. It doesn't mean that she she didn't love her black husband. She didn't love her black daughter. But there was also a side of her and there was also a community and a door she wanted to walk through that she wasn't allowed to due to the color of her skin. And that was her point. And I feel like it, it's just like it's just a soft and uh, a soft and um delicate matter because how many times have people just infiltrated the black community and we celebrated them and we lift them up and then they're just like bye i just don't think that is this situation now that does happen and this very very well could have been but what she said i feel like it was a personal thing and a personal struggle that she had let me know if i'm wrong or let me know in the comments like if, if i'm missing something on that you know so that is a really maybe if she had said it on a Latin uh, <laughs> a Latin network and maybe it'd have been a little bit easier. But I don't know if it was just the audience. I don't know if it was the network. I don't know what 
would would mess it up in translation. I mean, I understand things like that happen. You know what I'm saying? But for her to feel like she can't be herself. But here's the thing. Even the, you know, the other Latinas was like, I have to code switch all the time. You know, so code switching is not just, you know, um, individualized to her. We all have to do it. We all have to do it. It's not fair, but we all have to do it. And I think that's what she was saying. It's irritating to have to code switch. It's irritating. So she was sharing her frustrations. I don't think that she, you know, doesn't respect the black community, that she's not appreciative because that's not what she said. So let me know your thoughts. You know, that's just, I just seen a mosquito. That's just what, you know, that's just what I thought about it or whatever. So I don't even know if Gina Torres had even responded. Before we get off, let me see uh, Torres response to the interview. Mm, nope. Uh, she did not respond to it at all, which kind of makes that worse. So she didn't respond to it. She said what she said, <laughs> you know, so what are your thoughts on it? You know, let me, um, let me know, you know, and then I'm just seeing another article where she's saying she had to learn to love her lips, learn to love who she was. So it looks like she just had a lot of identity things going on as she was growing older. So I just feel like we have to have a little context to it. And that's, this is just my opinion. This is my two cents. Um, so people are entitled to feel how they feel just on this show. I'm just saying how I looked at it, you know, so. Um, yeah, that's it. We have made it through Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. This was my first week going live three days in a row. And honey, it has been an adjustment, but it has been so much fun. You know, I thank all of you who have been just rocking with me for these three days. And I can't wait for us to just, um, chat it up um next monday through wednesday um be sure uh to still subscribe and go to the youtube channel um to see the mini so that'll be published tomorrow i'm doing a six-part series of abundance mindset and also for i don't have an interview this week so if you want to be on the platform please be sure to contact me Oh, thanks, love. <laughs> Please be sure to contact me and we can get that together where you could be a guest on the podcast. Everyone is welcome. It's all about being your own kind, um, creating your own lane and rocking it. That's what it's all about. So be sure to contact me with that. And I wish you all a wonderful remaining of the week and weekend. Hope that you guys are happy, have a great weekend, even if you don't have any plans and it's just relaxing. That's still dope as well. So um, kudos to you all. And I can't wait once again to connect with you next week and until next time don't forget to be your own kind and i'll see you next week bye